Welcome, welcome to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1, featuring Bay Area Sports Insight. Now, here's your host, Jimmy B. Good morning, sports fans, and welcome to the Jimmy B Sports Show. I'm your host, Jim Barron. Today is Saturday, the 27th of May. Hopefully, everyone's enjoying the start to their long Memorial Day weekend. We're going to be talking about the playoffs, both the NHL and the NBA. We're going to be talking about the Rays as they're hosting the Dodgers this weekend for the first time since 2007. And anything else you want to talk about, go to JimmyBSports.com. Shoot me an email and we'll get it on the show. We'll be right back to kick it off on Power 90.1. If you're struggling to keep up with conversations, avoiding restaurants because you can't understand the waiter, if you've got the TV volume way, way up, then you really need these. These tiny but powerful little hearing aids are the Nano CIC Rechargeable. When you order today, Nano will give you a 45-day money-back guarantee. Order right now and Nano will give you a free portable charging case and even ship them to you for free. Here's the number. Call now. 800-291-2865-800-291-2865-800-291-2865. That's 800-291-2865. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, baseball fans. How about the Rays hosting the Dodgers for the first time since 2007, I believe. They had a good week. They took three out of four from the Blue Jays. We uh, took two out of three from the Brewers. So we're looking pretty good right now. If you look at what the Rays have done this year, going into the weekend play, 37 wins, 15 losses. And we're three games ahead of uh, second-place Baltimore, seven ahead of the Yankees, ten ahead of Boston, and ten and a half ahead of the Toronto Blue Jays. So, you know what? We got off to that huge start. A lot of people said, ah, just a fluke. But then, no, we won some more games, got some more wins under our belt. People are saying, well, you know, they're playing some easy teams. Let's see what happens. So we started playing some better teams. Oh, maybe an injury here or there. But if you look at the work that we have done this year so far, it's unbelievable that the start that we're off to, if we can conceivably maintain the momentum up through the all-star break into the second half of the season, we really have a chance with this team, I think, to go somewhere in the playoffs. As we've said so many times before on the show, this team definitely has the winning blueprint on how to get into the playoffs. We've done that so many years now that it gets you now second nature. A lot of teams would love to be able to, to now do what we have done. The organization from head to toe, um, from the first person on the field to the, um, yeah, I'll say ownership because ownership does make the calls. They do tell people, they put the right people in place to make the right baseball uh, calls. I'm going to hope that we can keep on going down that road with the stadium issues and whatnot. But for the sake of this conversation, I'm going to say that it's one of the best run uh, sports franchises in any of the sports we do a great job and we have a a fantastic farm system Uh, i think that the managers in the farm system the players that develop the players 
And that's why we've had some success. I think sometimes we lose sight of the, of the fact that we've gotten to the playoffs no, more times than a lot of other teams have in the last five, six, seven years. So I think that if you look at what the Rays are, have been doing this year, it's a team effort. There's no why in team. And, you know, everyone from Yandy Diaz's 322 batting average to a Rosarina's 39 RBIs going into the weekend, you can go up and down the list. What I like about this team and why I said that I think they may be able to make some noise in the playoffs, assuming they get there, which at this point, now we have to think positive and say that we will. I think that the fact that they're stealing bases the way that they have been. If you look, there are seven steals, I believe, on Thursday night in that game against Manoa and um, and Toronto. So we're we're. I always criticize a team for not being able to play small ball. There's never any. You know, lay down a bunt when you have to, sacrifice, move the runner over, maybe a double steal, uh, whatever it might be. They haven't done that in the past several years, but this year they seem to be doing all of those things. So hats off to Cash and the way he's managing the team. I think he sees the potential there, and I think that he's finally realized that he has the athletes, he has the team to be able to go out there and pull these things off, you know, have a successful hit and run, maybe do it, uh, pull off a double steal. Those are the kind of things that we haven't been able to do in the past, not haven't been able to do, but just haven't done for whatever reason. But it seems now that there's more of a, not a free reign, if you will, but more of a incentive on the player's points to go out there and have some fun doing it because when you're scoring runs like that when you're stealing bases everyone's hitting everyone's a part of it it makes for a fun dugout makes for a fun clubhouse and you know ultimately it's, it's a great product to put on the field so you know in, in that game if you looked at um the pitching that we've had in the last couple games Eflin got his seventh win on Thursday night when we beat the Blue Jays 6-3. to three. There's only a couple people that have uh, seven wins or more in Major League Baseball this year, and one of those guys has eight. You want to guess who that is? Yeah, McClanahan. He's got eight wins, and you can talk about those two pitchers. They're doing a great job. Eflin, he had zero strikeouts in the game, and it was one of the most efficient outings that a pitcher on this team has had. How do you do that? Well, like Cash said, it was elite pitching execution. He owned the plate from the knees down. He only allowed one run, six hits, and you know he was able to go out there and just mulch these guys down one after the other. And you know you talked about those two pitchers, McClanahan and Eflin. Of course, we picked up Eflin from the Phillies last year. And if you looked at the, if you looked at Eflin when we first picked him up, he came from a team that their defense really wasn't that good. The Phillies' uh, defense, you know, last several years, you know, a lot to be asked for as, as far as that goes. But so he's coming here to a team which specializes in defense. We have a very good defensive. Uh, fielding team. So you put someone with Eflin's capabilities in there to be able to go out there and throw strikes 
Yeah, he doesn't strike a lot of people out, but you know what? He doesn't walk anybody either. That's the key. He has great control of his pitches, and he's able to go out there. And yeah, we paid $40 million for him, uh, highest ever free agent for the race. But so far, I'm definitely happy with his execution of what he has done. And you know what? We talked about McClanahan and Eflin. Today's matchup, Kershaw versus Glass now. That's right. I said Tyler Glass now. He's coming back today, 4 o'clock. That's going to be a great game to see. I wish it was on a little bit later in the day. It's right in the middle, but nonetheless, it should be a, a fun matchup to see. We're going to see how well Glass now looks in his first game back. So always fun to talk about the Rays. You look at the the, the team leaders, we mentioned Diaz, we mentioned um, the home runs, he has 11 home runs. It's just uh, one of these things with this team that everyone participates, everyone contributes, and you just don't know when your number is going to be called, and when it does, the players are already there ready to go they expect to be put into a, a situation now what the team needs them and they go out there and you know they produce Wander Franco has 57 hits already and Rosarina has 56 Paredes had a great week 42 hits Diaz 49 hits Josh Lowe you can down up and down the list I mean I like the extra bases if you look at the different um Averages, that's one thing to look at. You can look at home runs. You know, you go with a Rosarina, has 11. You can look at Lowe having 11. You can look at Diaz having that same 11. Luke Rayleigh having 10. But I like the extra bases. You look at Wanda Franco has 15 doubles this year so far. So is Josh Law has 12 doubles. So those guys are you know, taking the extra base, being aggressive, rounding first. Those are the times that you get that extra run sometimes that you so desperately need in a close game. Franco has th uh, two triples. As so does uh, Taylor Walls, I believe. He has two triples. So those are the things that make the difference and sometimes the win and loss column. You look at the RBIs, you have a Rosarina, like we mentioned, with 39 ribbies right now. You have uh, Paredes with 33. Uh, you can, like I said, everyone's contributing to this team. Diaz, 27. So combine the pitching staff. I know we had some injuries there with Spring and, you know, a, a couple people, unfortunately, on the IR. But when hitting will make up for a lot of pitching errors. And, you know, fortunately for us this year, we have players like Jose Siri that can go out there and have a great game like he had this past week. Luke Rayleigh. You have Taylor Walls when he's called upon. He has some strength at the plate this year, which I didn't see last year. So all those little things contribute and when you add that with the base running the base stealing we're being smarter in those areas that, that makes a, a huge difference so all the people all the naysayers that were saying the Rays were just a, a flash in the pan early in the season uh, no they're not saying that right now they're actually starting to give this team some respect and if we can avoid any major injuries or setbacks to this team I think that we really have a chance to not just make the playoffs this year but to go deep in the playoffs we'd love to hear your thoughts on that 877 448 
1-800-227-0801. If you want to go to jimmybsports.com, you can shoot us an email that way, and maybe we'll get it right on the air. Before we take a quick break, I want to throw out today's trivia question for you. Uh, in, in light of the playoffs, the NHL playoffs and uh, the NBA playoffs, it's going to be a uh, championship question. So the original six hockey teams... Of those six teams, who won the Stanley Cup the last time? Which of those teams? So you have to know. It's a two-part question. You have to know, first of all, who were the original six hockey teams? I'll give you a clue. The Lightning were not one of them. So once you figure out the, the, the six original teams, who, which one of those teams Last one, the Stanley Cup. That's the trivia question. We'll answer that at the end of the show. We'll be right back to keep the show going on Power 90.1. Pickleball Training Simplified is the Ernie. The Ernie holds 150 balls and shoots 10 to 65 miles per hour. Controlled by your smartphone, the Ernie has 24 pre-programmed drills that you can customize. The future of pickleball training is here. Go to the ErniePickleballMachine.com for more information. That's E-R-N-E PickleballMachine.com. Train, win, repeat with the Ernie. That's E-R-N-E PickleballMachine.com. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Hockey fans, hats off to the Florida Panthers after winning, not only winning, but sweeping the Hurricanes and getting to the Stanley Cup Finals. A lot of people say, how do you, how can you cheer for the Panthers when they're a rival of the Lightning and, and whatnot? You know, it's more so, I think, because they're down here in Florida that you want to root for that team. If you look at, you know, who's the, the last four teams here, we had the, the Hurricanes, the Panthers, Vegas, and Dallas. No teams from up north. Uh, and that's also a hint about the um, trivia question for the six original teams. But talking about the Panthers, yeah, I'm for the Panthers. I, I hope they win. I mean, they've earned it, no doubt. When you when you go into Boston as an eighth seed and you're down three games to one and come back and win that series to begin with, then you go and you knock off uh, Toronto, which, as you know, they're the team that beat us. So I was happy to see them uh, take care of business against Toronto and then sweep Carolina. They're playing some great hockey right now. What do you say about Matthew Kachuk? He did it again for Florida in the 4-3 win in game four. He scores with, I think it was like five seconds to go to, um, to put the Panthers ahead and then win after... Um, sweeping the Eastern final there, getting to the Stanley Cup final. So 27 years, the wait's over, 27 years, and the Florida Panthers are going to the Stanley Cup final. Bobrovsky, you have to have good defense and a hot goaltender to do well in the playoffs, and the Panthers have just that. Bobrovsky's doing a great job. Uh, I think he had 36 saves in the last game, but the whole season, I mean, he's played well. You now you have Lyon Lomborg, Declare, playing well. Jordan Stahl, uh, Eric and Mark, his brothers, played for the Panthers. Stahl played for um, Carolina. So that was, uh, he took the penalty. That's why I brought his name up as far as us, or I say us, as far as the Panthers being able to go out there and win that game. So, and again, the uh, handshake afterwards, it's always fun to see that in the NHL other sports should have that as well. Unfortunately, they don't. So I think right now, 
and, you know, and then you see all the rats, all the other rats coming onto the ice, the fake rats, guys. It's the fake rats. But that goes back to the, the rat-infested old Florida stadium where they used to, you know, see live rats. That's why the tradition continues, in case you were wondering. But um, great to see that the fans, you saw Brooks Kepka at um, that final game there where they won. Come to think of it, I saw Kepka, I think, all week long, whether he was at a, a Miami Heat basketball game, which we'll get to here shortly, or um, the, the Florida Panthers down there holding his PGA championship from last week. Great win last week, Kepka. Um, can't say I'm a huge Kepka fan, but I, I do give him credit when the chips are down and the stress is there in the final day. He's one of those guys that you want to put your money on because he's going to be around that much as sure. And, um, you know, we talk about a lot about the the PGA Championship and one of the things I hear a lot about is the LIV versus the PGA and are any of the players going to be allowed from the LIV to go and play in the Ryder Cup which is later on this year Zach Johnson is the captain oh, what's he going to do are there going to be any captain's picks and that's all stuff that I, I think you know, I just want to touch on that briefly um well, let me wrap up the hockey first. So, Panthers are there. They're going to be playing the winner of the Vegas-Dallas series. Vegas is currently up three games to one. Uh, there'll be a game this weekend, and I, I predicted Vegas will go ahead and win that series, and then it'll be Vegas and Florida in the final. And the way that Florida is playing right now, I don't see them losing if they uh, don't have any more injuries and just play the way they are. Bobrovsky stays hot between the pipes. I think they'll pull away with a with a victory. But uh, and that's a well earned victory. Let me tell you, I think the Stanley Cup is the hardest uh, championship to win in all the sports. I know I've mentioned that before, but it's it's a grueling, grueling series that you have to win. Um, you have to win what four, eight, twelve, sixteen straight games to be able to win. Not straight games, but sixteen games to win. So. Hats off to those teams, and I'm looking forward to the, the finals. And, yeah, I'll, I'll be rooting for for the Panthers. A lot of people say you can't root for them, like I mentioned, because you're a, a Lightning fan. And they say to me, "Would you, if your Flyers weren't playing, would you root for Pittsburgh? And I kind of get stuck with that one because I would not be rooting for Sidney Crosby and Pittsburgh under any circumstances. But I do get the, the state Wow, loyalty part of it. Talking a little bit about the LIV and the PGA that I mentioned, it was great to see the players go out there and they had terrible conditions. I think on Friday it was, but when the trips were down, Kepka goes out there, he wins. And people want to say, well, you know, five players in the top, I think it was 10 or something from the LIV. Well, who looks at it that way? Who want, Unless you're trying to cause a rift which, you know, it seems to be the, the um, signature of this country right now is causing division and a rift, and that's, you know, with everything you do. But th unless you want to cause a rift, why talk about, well, how many LIV players were there or how many PGA players were there? It, it shouldn't be that way. I mean, there's got to be a system in place where people on the LIV get points to go towards the world rankings. When you have Dustin Johnson, the 
that say that he's not the 78th or 79th ranked player in the world. Something's wrong with your system, guys, if that's what you're telling me. It doesn't work that way. So unless you live under a rock, you know that Dustin Johnson's one of the top four or five players in the world. So the thing that I don't like about it, besides the divisiveness of it, is when you talk about the Ryder Cup coming up. Of course, you have the European players, the best of Europe versus the best of the United States. When I say the best of the United States, you could have players on both tours represent the United States. Why not? I don't know what the PGA is thinking or I'm not sure what the, the final ruling or outcome will be. But I will say that if the PGA does not allow players from the LIV tour that are Americans to play in the Ryder Cup, then it won't be fun watching and uh, you know, Europe always has a great team, and you know they give us fits more times than not. We need the best players in this country to go out there and represent us to be able to have a chance to winning. Love to hear your thoughts. 877-448-7901. Sports at power901.com is the email if you want to check in that way. Again, it's just a... Yeah, LIV players went from the PGA Tour to the LIV because they saw an opportunity to make more money there for themselves and to take care of their families. How do you blame them for that? You know, I, I don't want to hear Tiger Woods or I don't want to hear Rory McIlroy or any of the guys on the PGA Tour saying, oh, you know what, they they shouldn't have gone. They You don't know what someone else is thinking. You don't know what battles they're facing. You don't know what strategies they're trying to put in place for their careers or families so what what works for you may not work for someone else the way you see things may not be the way that someone else sees things so when it comes to it's an entertainment i mean if someone wants to pay you to go do something and you want to get paid then you go that route if you know if you're at maybe the twilight of your career and and you've been on the pga your whole life maybe you want to stay there i understand that part of it too so I don't think there is any right or wrong, but for some reason, people want to keep on driving a wedge between the two leagues and not allow there to be any overspill or continuity between the two, which I think is wrong. So uh, you want to check in on that? Let me know, jimmybsports.com. We'll be right back to talk some NBA playoffs. Do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call. Because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. They have access to great prices and discounts at over 500 different airlines. Plus 300,000 hotels and rental car companies. 800-331-3981. 800-331-3981. 800-331-3981. That's 800-331-3981. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, NBA fans. We're going to talk about the Eastern and Western Finals in a second. But before we go there, I just wanted to take a second and thank everyone that responded and emailed regarding the Lee Whitwell pickleball interview last week. There was a great response to that and the overall 
um, sentiments for that. They would like to have her come back on the show, answer some more questions, maybe actually read some emails from her and uh, some of the listeners and uh, figure out even some more why you should play pickleball, why it's a fun game. We're actually throwing around a potential pickleball tournament here in the Tampa area. So um, we're going to look into sponsoring that. If you want details, email me on the show and let me know about that. But thank you, Lee, uh, for taking the time out and doing the interview. There's a uh, Ernie Pickleball Machine. You may have heard the ad on during the show, which is uh, some if you do play pickleball and you can't find a partner to go out and, and play with or whatever, you know, get one of these machines. It'll let you train and drill on every aspect of pickleball, and you can learn more about it if you want. Go to ErniePickleballMachine.com. Look at it that way. All right, on to the NBA Eastern and Western Finals. Well, one of the teams is resting right now. That's the Denver Nuggets because they swept the Lakers. Four games. They swept them like the Panthers swept the Hurricanes in the NHL. So they won the first game 132 to 126. The second one 108 to 103. The third game 119 to 108. And the last one was 113 to 111. So this is the first ever finals berth for the Nuggets. So congratulations to them. If you look at that team, people talk about um, Nikola Jokic on that team. And quite honestly, people say that Denver and Heat do not get enough credit. Well, you know, let, let me say this. I think the Denver organization as a whole may not get enough credit because um, quite honestly, no one ever sees them play. We're here on the East Coast. Very seldom do we, we see Denver games because they're uh, played later on at night. So it's tough to see. But as far as individually with, with Jokic, they, he, he won the MVP two out of the last three years. And this year, he was the runner-up to Joel Embiid. And quite honestly, I think he should have won this year as well. So if you have... A team that has some star players on it. Uh, they were a number one seed, a well-deserved one seed. And they're resting up right now, getting ready for the winner of the Eastern Conference, which is going to be either the Miami Heat or the Boston Celtics. And there's a huge game on tonight, 8.30, uh, which is going to be game six, where the Celtics visit the Heat. And I'll tell you what, the Heat had a 3 to zero game lead and no NBA team has ever come back from a 0-3 deficit in a seven game series to win 0 and 150 150 and 0 is what the um, 3 and 0 team's record is that could be changed you could have a 1 and 150 after after this weekend because if you look at these two teams, yes, the Heat went out there and they won the first three games, uh, but they scored 123 points, 128 points, 111 points. Before the series started, here's the way I look at it. If someone said to you, could you foresee the Celtics sweeping the Heat? Don't forget the Heat had to play 
play-in game. They were the eighth seed and came down to the final game of the regular season. So they, they've come a long way. Um, they beat some good teams in the playoffs to get here. And here they're up 3-0 against Boston. So if someone would have said, can you see Boston sweeping them? And you said yes, because that's a no, very realistic possibility that it could have happened. Then if you could look at it, well, we just spotted them three games and now we're going to sweep them if you're a Boston fan. Because Boston is the better team. Now, does the better team always win? Not necessarily, as you saw in the first three games. Any team that is coached by Spolstra, who I believe is the best coach in the NBA, and the president there, you have, of course, Pat Riley. Any player on his organization is going to go out there and play 100% all the time or they won't get on the floor. Not to mention the Heat has a player named Jimmy Butler. Now, Butler is averaging 30 points a game for the first uh, four games, I think. He had an off game on game five. Rest assured that he's going to be ready for the game tonight. I think he's going to come out and he's going to put the team on his shoulders. Now, is it going to be enough for them to win the game and force a game? Uh, if he wins tonight, the series is over, obviously. It'll be... Um, four games to two. Now, if they do not win tonight and the Celtics force a game seven, that's a whole different animal because I think that a game seven up there in the Boston Garden is definitely going to tilt towards the Celtics um, win. And I think that there won't be anything stopping the Celtics at that point. They'll have the momentum. They'll have the... Um, a chance to break history as far as being the first team to come back from that deficit. So I think that if the Heat are going to win, they have to win tonight. It should be a, a fantastic game. You have uh, Abadeo there with the Heat. Um, you have a lot of players on the Heat team that are great role players. Not a lot of superstars outside of Jimmy Buckets. And he's someone that you definitely want on your team. Um, even at, you know, he, he's, he's a veteran. He's been around for a while, late 30s. And it's going to be interesting to see how this game plays out tonight. Rest assured that the fans in Miami are going to be going crazy for this game. Um, I will say on the other side of the West, we already talked about Denver and the Lakers. It, it kind of was a little bit sad to me to see after the Nuggets won that game, all of a sudden that same post-game interview, LeBron James saying, well, you know, maybe I won't come back next year. I have to consider if I want to continue to play. And he kind of just leaves the whole NBA world waiting in typical LeBron fashion. I mean, was it throwing shade on the victory for Denver? Well, that's something that can be, you know, talked about and maybe discussed. Maybe it was, maybe it's not. I just happen to think that's LeBron being LeBron. The, everything has to revolve around him. Uh, will he come back next year? Now, you have him, you have Anthony Davis. If Anthony Davis puts in some work in the offseason, uh, they have to get rid of D'Angelo Russell, that's for sure, because his uh, contract does definitely not warrant the production that he's had on the floor for them. So is LeBron going to come back? I don't know. I, I would probably say yes, 
But if he doesn't, that's okay with me as well. So we'd love to hear your thoughts on that. 877-448-7901. Do you think that the Celtics break tradition and be the first team to win a seven-game series after being down 3-0-3? to zero to three? Or do the Heat close it out tonight in Miami? Or do they close it out in Game 7, which would be astonishing to me? We'd love to hear your thoughts. We'll be right back to keep the show going on Power 90.1. Have you ever met a single person in your life that enjoys paying taxes? No, no one does. Stop worrying about your IRS problem. We can help you, we promise. Call the tax doctor right now. I mean right now to learn more. 800-918-7169. 800-918-7169. 800-918-7169. That's 800-918-7169. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, sports fans. Maybe tennis is your racket, and you're going to be watching the French Open starting this weekend. So, you know, no Nadell. Like Nadell is out. He had a hip injury that he suffered earlier in the year at the Australian, I believe. So he's not going to be around for the first time since 2004. And he's been the, he's been the king of... Um, King of Clay, no doubt, over there. And it's just not the same. To me, tennis, no, when you don't have Federer, Serena Williams retired. No, you don't have, uh, obviously, Nadell's not going to be there. Uh, you have Andy Murray's not going to be there. Kyrgios isn't going to be there. So, uh, of course, um, Serena Williams retired. I guess you do have some talent. The biggest name there, to me anyway, is uh, Djokovic. No, Novak is looking to become, I think he has 22 wins, 22 majors. Him and Nadell, I believe, had the same, and he's going to try to to break um, the record, which I, I hope he does, honestly. So, um you do have Alcarez. I think Alcarez and Dockets are in the same uh, bracket, so it should be interesting as far as that goes. Um, if you like tennis, it's always good to see. And um, let me know what you think. JimmyBSports.com. Who is your favorite to win on the clay? All right, now it's time to answer the trivia question. The question was, of the six original hockey teams, which team won the Stanley Cup last? So first of all, you have to know all six teams. Those six teams are Toronto, Montreal, the Rangers, the Blackhawks, the Red Wings, and the Bruins. So those are the six teams. And the team that won the Stanley Cup last would be the Chicago Blackhawks. That was back in 2015, if you remember, when they beat us. They beat the Lightning. So uh, that's the answer to the trivia question. Guys, that's all the time we have. I hope you have a great Memorial Day weekend. In between the the cookouts and the get-togethers and the friends, I'll take a minute and just um, remember that Memorial Day is uh, there to honor all of the service members and veterans who died while in service to the United States during peace and war. 
So now this involves the 12 major wars of the United States as well as uh, other conflicts, obviously. But take a moment and um, just you know, reflect that we're able to do what we do because of what they did before us. As always, guys, stay safe, stay vigilant, and above all, stay positive. Have a happy and safe Memorial Day. We'll talk to you next week in the gymnasium. Have a great weekend.